0: Andy Tiemann, today's guest, founded Penny Dover, a charitable giving platform that allows you to give money to a cause you choose, and the company does the rest, finding the best nonprofits to meet your purpose. She'll also share insights about her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Andy, welcome. We're so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Devin. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, Andy, you're doing something really new and interesting. And, you know, I, I just love every attempt to increase philanthropy, charitable giving, doing good. That's what I'm about. Uh, and so when I uh, saw what you were doing, I was thrilled and uh, grateful for the chance to get you on the show to talk about uh, what you're doing with Penny Loafer. Um, tell people what it is.
1: Great. Thank you. Yeah, so Penny Lofer is a platform uh, to make charitable giving simple and more strategic for everyday donors. Uh, so what we do is create ongoing giving strategies around select causes like climate change and mental health with the goal of getting more people donating and feeling impactful with their giving um, and learning along the way with us. So. So what it actually looks like in practice is, you know, a donor might come to Penny Loafer. We have four causes, four featured causes right now to choose from. That is climate change, mental health, quality education, and racial justice. And so they can choose a cause and a monthly giving amount as little as $5 a month. So let's say Devin wants to give $10 towards climate change. And then Penny Loafer takes care of all the research and vetting of nonprofits, and we essentially put together this strategy for the donor. Um, It's enabling collective impact because each month we pull all the donations to the cause. So Devin's $10, along with everyone else who gave to to climate change, will go to a different vetted nonprofit each month. And then I think the real benefit to donors on top of giving is getting to learn with us along the way. So you would receive a newsletter each month that breaks down the charity you're supporting, the strategy they're using to address the issue, like climate change, and then also other things related to the cause. So you can feel informed and engaged beyond the monetary contribution.
0: Oh, fantastic. Um, Right now you have four causes. It's easy for me to imagine a day when you're bringing in $4.2 billion a month that you might have more. Is that what you envision? That as you get more donors and more money coming in, you can do more screening, have more causes?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So we're already thinking about causes to add. I think one thing I want to be cognizant about is I don't want it to feel overwhelming for the person coming to Penny Loafer. You know, there's so many different causes to support. And I think one thing I'm trying to do is just make it really simple to just start giving and not be overwhelmed by so many choices. But certainly as we grow, I'd love to to grow the number of causes to add ed- to a digestible amount, um, and also uh, the number of nonprofits we can support each month. So you can imagine, in each cause area, we'd have a collection of nonprofits that we're supporting, potentially on an ongoing basis for a period of time. Uh, so donors can really get to know the different nonprofits. Yeah.
0: you know, uh, how is it going so far? How are you doing in attracting donors? I know this is a, a fun project, but uh, how's it going?
1: <laughs> it's going well. So we're we're only six months old. We launched in September uh, and it's been growing each month, which is awesome to see. Uh, in our first six months, we've given over $10,000 to nonprofits and we've supported uh, 28 nonprofits at this point. And a lot of them are smaller, more grassroots nonprofits. Um, you know, 75% are, are female led and 40% of those are, are women of color. So so I think we're really highlighting a lot of different organizations that are on the ground doing important work. Um, I think with anything uh, like this, user acquisition is always always a challenge, and and something I'm I'm having a lot of fun trying different things to to get out in front of more people yeah. and, and attract more donors.
0: Gives you an excuse to talk to middle-aged <laughs> white guys over yeah, in Florida, exactly. Right? So, um, you know, this is really kind of a important work that you're taking on. And one of the key things that you're doing is to vet nonprofits. And that is hard. Uh, Let me just tell you, as someone who's, I probably talk to, let's be honest, I've probably spoken with 600 different people who are executive directors, nonprofit founders, you know, executive directors, CEOs. uh, And there's not one that I can remember ever visiting with where I didn't think, man, they're doing good work. They're doing important work. Uh, It's tough to choose. So how are you going about that process of choosing which nonprofits to support?
1: Yeah, I appreciate you highlighting just how difficult that process is. Um, And I think it's something that holds some people back from donating occasionally just because you can fall into this analysis paralysis of where to give and where will it make the most impact. And there's so many people doing good things. Um, And so one thing I'm trying with Penny Loafer is just just to highlight the variety of strategies that are being deployed to address an issue. And I want to give donors um, kind of a, a wide breadth of understanding of different ways that people are addressing big things like climate change or the mental health crisis. And so one thing that's nice is each month I get to choose a different one. But as you know, you know there's 1.5 million nonprofits operating in the US alone. So it's still uh, quite a feat to choose. I'm I'm mainly looking at four criteria when I'm looking at nonprofits and that's impact trajectory. So what have they done? You know, what do they plan to do? Um, I call it homegrown, but like how how representative are they of the community they're serving or connected to the community that's impacted by the issue? Um, capacity. So just looking at leadership and team and you know, the capacity to take on more funds and then transparency, which is all the 990 financials, year-end reports, things like that, their communication strategies. So, so those are kind of the four criteria that I'm using. But of course, as you said, it's, it's difficult. And um, through this process, I'm trying to highlight smaller, more grassroots nonprofits, you know, things that people wouldn't necessarily find with a couple quick Google searches or that they haven't heard of right off the bat. And I think a lot of times it can feel like you know your money's going further too with some of these grassroots orgs. So that's all to say it's it's not a perfect process. I don't think anyone quite has the perfect process, and there's a lot of different ways people look at impact and effectiveness. And so so right now that's my process. Um, I do plan as we grow to shift to a, a guest expert model. And using expert broadly to be, you know, it could be foundation staff at national foundations, it could be change makers, policy experts, even community organizers, just people who are really close to these issues, who are on the ground, who understand them. Um, and I think this could be really interesting for our donors because they could see a wide variety of perspectives uh, on evaluating nonprofits and, and how they choose. And then for some of the bigger national foundations, I think it would be really cool to, to make some of this due diligence and institutional knowledge more accessible to everyday donors. So that's that's a a path that I want to move towards. For right now, it's me and I, you know, I have my criteria, and I'm trying to to pick a wide variety and and keep things interesting. Um, but that is the goal in the future.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you, you talk about kind of focusing on some smaller nonprofits and I I've seen sometimes people are nervous about giving to small nonprofits uh because they they're unfamiliar. Uh you know, we're all familiar with organizations like the Red Cross and we feel comfortable giving to them generally most of us. But um Oftentimes, I've seen maybe some of the things you're seeing, and I'd be interested to get your, your take on this, but it seems like uh, sometimes I see that in small nonprofits, more of the work is done by volunteers. So even though they lack scale, the dollar efficiency of donations is sometimes as great or greater uh, than in the large organizations. What are you seeing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think... I think that's certainly part of it a lot of them are using uh, a volunteer base and and i think what's cool is a lot of them are are building the capacity of volunteers to to eventually be hired on and and to lead these organizations and so so what you often see especially with some of the smaller community based organizations that are more grassroots is that it's the people who are most impacted by environmental injustices um, or racial injustices things like that that are actually you know, trained up to to eventually work at and lead some of these organizations. Um, and I think just the nature of these smaller organizations is they they know how to stretch a dollar and they've been having to do it. And so so when they get a donation, um, you know, from something like Penny for that's unrestricted funds, meaning they can use it however they want, that can go a lot further um, for some of these organizations.
0: Yeah, well, It is a a trick for young nonprofits to raise money, so I commend you for uh, including them in your screen so that some of them can get some resources from you. Uh, How did you come up with the idea for this project?
1: Yeah, so my background's in nonprofit consulting and human services, so I you know have a master's in social work and I've done a lot of grant writing and strategic planning and best practice research and, and fun things like that for nonprofits. Um, so I've always been in this space. Um, but I actually my career started in tech. So I was doing sales and account management at tech startups. So so Penny Lifer feels like this blend of of these two worlds coming together, uh, you know, technology and and the nonprofit sector to help make charitable giving uh, simpler, but the idea actually came in in the summer of 2020, in the midst of a pandemic and a reinvigorated racial justice movement. It felt like a lot of people were scrambling to help, but they weren't really sure where or how. Um, so you saw people turning to social media or asking friends. You know, I got a lot of texts during that time. Where can I give that sort of thing? And And the whole thing just made me reflect on my own giving habits. And I realized that they felt very reactive and sporadic, you know, uh, a cousin's charity run, uh, a teacher friend who's raising classroom supplies and giving to a food pantry during the pandemic. Um, And all of these are, you know, worthy causes and it feels great to, to be able to support them. But when I looked at my giving as a whole, it just felt very disjointed and You know there there's these big things like climate change and the mental health crisis and racial justice that i i really care about but when i reflected on what am i actually doing on an ongoing basis and strategically to help organizations that are are addressing these things um, i didn't have a great answer for that so i wanted to to build something that one would help me but also you know people like me who want to be doing more know they should be doing more uh but maybe you just don't really know where to start or, or don't have time to do that research. And so to make it really simple and really convenient to be able to give on an ongoing basis, even if it's $5 a month and to make that feel impactful um, when it's combined with other people.
0: Yeah, um, are you seeing people participating in your program now across a spectrum of donation size uh, or is everybody at that $5 and $10 donation level?
1: No, it's certainly a spectrum. I think our our uh, average donation is twenty dollars a month, um, and the median's probably more around ten, but we have anywhere from five to a hundred dollars a month. I'd say is probably the spectrum right now.
0: Fantastic! We got to get a few five thousand dollar people in. I know.
1: <laughs> Well, Devin, I you're think welcome it, to. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know,
0: it, it is a valuable service that you're providing, right? Of helping people to figure out how to channel money toward a, a theme and make strategic decisions each month about how you divide that up among uh, worthy cause or worthy nonprofits. So that's that's great work that you're doing. Uh, Obviously this is a cool project and you've you've had a remarkable career so far. Uh, obviously you're young and will do lots of great things but uh, what do you see as your superpower?
1: yeah it's a it's a great question uh, one that I knew was coming so I had to to reflect on this a little bit um, but I think my superpower is a bias towards action and what I mean by that is, I'm willing to to take a leap before I feel completely ready. Um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with, with being uncomfortable and kind of getting outside of my comfort zone. Um, and maybe I would state that as like, I'm more afraid of never trying than, than of failing at something. So I'm willing to take kind of that first step.
0: Oh, that's great. Can you think of a specific example where you used that courage to step forward uh, um, and it worked <laughs> can you think of, you know, <laughs> yeah. where there was a good outcome was something you want to brag about
1: yeah no I, I can think of a couple so I think uh, for more of a personal example um, I did a lot of improv in my 20s which you know is is a type of performance where the entire thing is made up um, on the spot and as you go and so I, I'd actually say improv was a way that I helped hone and develop this skill because you need to just step out off the back line and trust yourself and trust your uh, partner to to create something. Um, and so I, I got a lot of value out of improv and and what it teaches, um, and have been I think able to um, you know channel that into my professional career as well. Um, I think uh, professionally speaking at, at one of my uh, tech companies that I worked at or at a tech company that I worked at, uh, they they would also uh, often preach about the just press send mentality. And so we'd have flyers around the office that said, just press send. Um, and I think that was also an example of, of you know, not getting caught in reading an email over ten times before you send it or having five people read your blog post before you post it and put it out there. And it's really putting your best effort forward and then releasing it out into the world. Um, uh, but I think professionally so far, you know, obviously I'm still honing this skill, but uh Penny Loafer I think is a testament to to my ability to take a leap and to to channel my energy and to to building something, you know, from an idea to an actual Breathing, functioning thing, and, and putting it out there to the world.
0: As you think about this skill, and I, I'm intrigued by this because it is such a powerful thing uh, to just have the courage to, you know, re- release your work into the world, to to, to step forward and do something. Um, how would you teach people to develop this skill?
1: Yeah, I think. Part of it is definitely just self-awareness. So when you find yourself, you know, rereading an email too many times to just be aware of that, or if you're finding and you're feeling self-aware that, you know, you're feeling this fear before you put something out there, just be aware of that. But I think uh, a way to, to really help develop this is to, to work on shifting our mindset from looking at a failure as just a big failure and a, and a bad thing that happened to, to looking at it as an opportunity to grow and to learn. Um, and so, you know, often that's talked about as a growth mindset, but really just approaching tough things and, and maybe even things that you fail at as an re- opportunity to, to grow and to learn and, and to do better next time versus uh, beating yourself up about that. Um, I'd also try improv. It's a a scary thing to try. (laughs) I can only
0: imagine how scary that would be the first time. Oh, my heavens. Oh, my heavens. So, well, those are great, great insights. And, Andy, I commend you for the great work you're doing with Penny Loafer. Uh, Before we wrap up, would you take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Penny Loafer, how they can get started, uh, and how they can connect with you personally?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So our website is www.pennyloafer.org and that's singular Pennyloafer. loafer. Um, so please feel free to, to come and to, to choose a cause and to set up a monthly donation amount. We, we love to have more donors uh, impacting some of these important causes. Um, personally, you can email me at Andy, A-N-D-I at pennyloafer.org. I love to receive email and I'm um, I'm happy to to meet new people and to talk about Penny Loafer. Um, and then on all our socials, we're at Penny underscore org. So uh, feel free to follow us and to, to follow our progress.
0: Fantastic. Again, Andy, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you every success in growing Penny Loafer and changing the world.
1: Thanks so much, Devin. I really appreciate it.
0: All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devinthorpe.com. Then, let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.